What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dives deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and asks all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're getting into the real reality of associate producing. I have the associate producer of G-Status ATL Hustle, Leon Dolly, kicking it with me on the pod today to tell me about his journey into production, his history with the CEO and friend of the show, KL Allen, what it takes to be a producer, and the boundaries you set while interacting with your cast. I get reassurance that my producer hat fits me just fine, and so much more. Lock in while I clock in, because Leon and I are about to get into it, baby. Alrighty, Leon Dolly, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. How you feeling this morning? Well, you know, I'm feeling okay for an old man. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. What do the people define as old nowadays? What's old today? If you are past the age of 18, you're old. That, you know, <laughs> that's what the girls on Grinders say. That's what the girls on Grinders say, honey. You, <laughs> you're too old to be a twink. You're too old of, to be alive. If you are past the age of 18, you're considered old in so many people's minds. But, um, God, you know, honey. it's the generation going on. It's a, it's a class generation going on right now that, uh, you know, you have to saying you was a, sorry. I said, you just have to adapt to it. It's a new generation going on, new class. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me turn that down. My bad. <laughs> You're all good. Kyle, it's like nowadays, once people can stop seeing you at, seeing you through a twink size, it's like now you just old and dead now. It's like, oh, you're not a twink you are so right. That means you died. Oh, You are so it. right. You are so right. That's how it is now. You know what I'm saying? Forget your sexiness. Forget your swag. Forget how you look. You're old if you're not in their minds of a certain age. So, you know, it's different. Chell, none of that matters to me. I'm 31 and I'm getting fine about a day. So, shout out to oh, y'all. you look good. You look good. Hey, all right. Yeah, all right. I do what I can. All right. Bring it in. I do what I can. Likewise. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate of you. Of course. Now tell me, when did you fall in love with reality TV? I fell in love um, with reality TV. I would say back in um, like 2005, 2006. It was a show on VH1. Um, It was one of Mick Jagger's ex-wives. Her name was Jerry Hall. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes! <laughs> that's okay. the first, that's the first time I fell in love. It was all these men. They were vying for her affection. 
And along with that, I used to look at it was a it was a first season of this show called Top Shelf. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. So those two shows was like when I first fell in love with reality TV. And then followed behind that, it was this show. I, I believe a lot of people have heard of it. It was called The Flavor of Love. Oh, that's a classic on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic yeah. on this podcast. So around that time is when I started falling in love with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You just brought up a war memory in my heart. I remember the show Kept with Jerry Hall. Yes. Oh, such yes. great television. That woman is so fucking gorgeous. It is just ridiculous how beautiful she's, she is. Oh, let, let me tell you, she's, she's gorgeous. She's funny as hell, but she's very direct. She didn't play yeah. no games, if you can remember that. So that's yeah. what made it intriguing that I just started watching it all the time. And um, I didn't even realize that I was tuning in so much to it, but I would try to catch the times that it was that it would come on. I really did like it a lot, but around that time, you know, yes, that's when that I was started. the first time. That was the first time that we really saw like a grown ass woman trying to find love because most of the yes. time at that point it was like these little teeny bop of twenty something trying to get on the bachelor and try to find them a husband when they ain't even procreating or ovulating good yet. <laughs> and they out here trying to get married, child. They ovaries ain't dropped yet. God bless them. But <laughs> yes, yes, Jerry I Hall believe. was a grown ass woman. She knew exactly what she wanted. She knew what she was here for. She had been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. She knew exactly what was going on, and she had all these young ass men too. Like, but you want to know? What you want to know? Twenty something. But you want to know what kind of hurt me though about that? What's that? I was looking forward to a season two. I was too, no shade. I was like, Jerry ain't gonna keep that young man. She gonna keep him till the ink drop for the next contract and then she's gonna be back next season. And then we never saw her again. Now, mind you, we ain't seen the dude that she chose either. Right. Ever again. Right, right. You you know what, you are with me. You are with me, yeah, absolutely. We see so, each yeah. other. Right, we, yeah, we see each other now. Oh, oh, oh mm-hmm. yeah, both deaf, both definitely. Absolutely. Now, what's the show or the reality star that made you want to create reality TV for yourself? Okay. I am definitely going to say, um, her name is Tiffany Pollard, but she goes by the name of New York. I was telling her, yeah, and I had a chance to actually, um, you know, create a, like an understanding from her because um, for a short moment, you know what I'm saying, we, we, we used to have a conversation and she was telling me a lot behind the scenes, stuff that she went on, if this was it. Because we talked for a while, but <laughs> we, but I, yeah, it's it's a lot of things that she told me that resonates with me right today. So you know, it's um, it's she's the one that made me want to dive into it and and everything like that. You know, 
mind you, it was other reality shows that were on, but you know, she used to catch my attention a lot because she was very daring. She didn't give a damn. She didn't give a fuck. She just said what was on her mind. She was straightforward. And I'm like that in real life myself. Some people can accept it. Some people don't. Oh, I but, know that. You know, that is something that I used to resonate, you know, with her. So, yeah. Yeah, I can appreciate that energy. I've done a little research on you before we got to this uh, phone call here. And oh, uh, that's a big... <laughs> I try to be prepared and know exactly who I'm talking to once I get you on the mic. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I've so I've done some perusing and some parlaying and I've seen some things. Um, you have oh, big Tiffany energy. You definitely <laughs> have big Pollard energy. It's very Sister Patterson, real nature. <laughs> tell it, tell it, tell it, baby, tell it. And I live, and I live. It's very Sister Patterson, it's very, shout out to Sister Patterson, where is she right now? Oh my God, the last time I saw her was on that Steve Harvey show. Do you remember what last I'm talking time about? I, I think so, last time when I he saw her, she was out. on Family Therapy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the last like, time I saw her. I was like, she finally, she she been earning that cuff out for a minute. And I think Steve was just on one that day. That might've been around, around the time he sent that letter to his staff saying, don't fuck with me. He and gave so, it to her. He gave it to her. Then, he gave it to her. He laid her ass, what I like to call the fuck out. Yeah, he did. He did, Very baby. Sad. He God did, bless baby. Her. Yeah. That's the last what? time I really saw her. What reality shows are you watching now? What's got your attention today? Wow. Okay. Don't laugh. Don't <laughs> laugh. I, I listen, I've been wrapped up. I, I don't know. This is kind of crazy to say this. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of my own shit that I'm mm-hmm. on. It's, it's kind of crazy. But the why is it a fan of now why is I'm it a fan of my own shit? Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> Well, it's some people that I have I have listened to their interviews. Like for an example, um, I love, I absolutely love Ari Lennox, but she cannot stand to listen to her own music. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one actor um, that I remember. He he was the star actor in this movie called The Social Network. I cannot remember his name. He's a Caucasian guy. Mm-hmm. He does yeah. not like to look at himself act. You know, it's some people out there like that. They don't even Mm -hmm. look at their own work the way other people do. But I've been wrapped up into my own shit. But the last reality show that I was really, really into, um, Jesus. The name, what is the name? The Family Chantel. Okay. Okay. I'm behind. I'm behind because I've been dealing with a lot of stuff, you know, in the media, but I'm I'm behind. But that is like mm-hmm. the last one that I was really into. Um, I do watch others, you know what I'm saying? But I was really glued to that one for a moment. I also watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta, but that mm-hmm. is like since the day it premiered, I've been watching that. It's just right. that, uh, you know, I do watch The Real Housewives of Potomac, mm-hmm. you know? But um, like I said, I've been behind because there's a lot of things going on on the platform that I work on. And, you know, we're gearing up for a lot of things. But yes, the family Chantel was the last 
reality show that I was really, really into. You know what I'm saying? I, I, got, I had to see what happened next and all of that. Yeah. Very nice. Very, very nice. Listen, I understand that completely because I'm working on six different podcasts right now trying to start a podcast network. I have a lot of things going on. I don't really have time to watch reality TV, even though most of the shows that I do are based on reality television. Right. So I like to ask the uh, people that I converse with, you know, what they watch in because maybe it'll draw me somewhere. Because <laughs> the last time... Listen... I the last time somebody gave me a recommendation somebody recommended that i watch love is blind and now i have two podcasts out of it that's all i'm saying wow that's, that's what's all up right there i could dig it i could dig it yeah i could dig like, it okay like the now last time somebody now told me to watch me, it you're giving me the idea so yes i need to check it out myself Yes, because Love is Blind is obsessive. So now I have two different podcasts, one on the American version and then one on the international version. So I, yeah, so I'm taking recommendations because who knows, I'm trying to start me a network right now. Produce you know, we, podcast we, 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 we or you have yeah, ideas. Yeah, you need to talk. We, you need to talk after this, sweetheart. Okay, that's yeah, right. we need to talk. Okay, but anyway, okay. But that's going to happen yeah. anyway, so yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I always, you know, take the right... <laughs> take the ideas let people lead me different places you know you can lead me to uh, to the water that don't mean I gotta drink it okay we don't do low vibrational ponds over here but (laughs) we're not gonna bring coach stormy into this so I just you know like to get ideas from other people Hmm. baby I'm sorry yes sir I'm so sorry I I left out one that I watched entirety so let me just go ahead and say it um, it's called Bobby. I love you, per. So when you say low vibrations, you had baby. Yo, <laughs> I I don't watch that thing through entirety. I mean, I'm I, up on it. <laughs> I listen. Let me just since you brought it up, I'll just go ahead and speak on it because I don't really give Zeus a lot of my time with this show. But let me. I feel like you might listen to this. Lean into the mic, but lean into the light, Carol Ann. Oh, God. Lim, when you're casting for a reality television show that's supposed to be a dating show for a gay man, can you not populate your cast with gay for pay porn actors? Wow. Please? Why are you thinking the same fucking thing that I am? Because it ruins right the because listen, here's the reason why I say that. It's no shade to Lim, it's no shade to Zeus. But however, if you want my five dollars, you gonna have to give me something to tune into, okay? And I'm not gonna watch a bunch of straight OnlyFans boys that ain't really popping pussy on the internet act like they really trying to come and give you something. It was like a porn reality slash Instagram cast. And that's, listen, that's, there's that's a reality show. There's a reality show about porn stars out right now. It's called X-Rated. I, I have an, an interview with Boomer Bang on this podcast, right? Okay. So, like, if y'all want to watch a reality show, a reality show about porn stars, just go and watch X-Rated M- NYC because those are actually people who are actually gay, who are actually getting, you know, doing all of the things of the day. 
Right. Don't come over here to Bobby. I love you, per with Grandy Glaze and Trick and Dak Trizzy in them. Like this just ain't even like just just stop. And then since you want to bring it up, <laughs> you want another example? Let's talk about Bad Boys. Okay. Once again, y'all keep wanting, y'all keep wanting my five dollars, and I'll be just right there to give it to you. I'll be right there to give okay. you the money. Okay. And then you fuck okay. around and hire folks like Kirk Franklin's son. Then you hire Andrew Caldwell, and then you hire people like Milan Christopher. Like, girl, how? You, you, let me tell you something. Y'all gotta put more. And I'm I'm speaking straight from a production type of view, standard type of view. I know what they were doing. I know what they were doing when they did that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it it, it gives us that feeling that you just spoke Mm up. But they was trying to bring in viewers, baby. They was trying to bring in. They they knew their tactic. Their tactic was smart now. You you gotta hand it to them. It was a smart tactic. It's just the people that they chose didn't work for me. Like the guy who went viral for where to for uh for the car commercial yes like yes. him yes why am i watching for that why am i watching for kurt <laughs> franklin's son why am i watching for mr deliver like and he's supposed to be and andrew Caldwell was supposed to be one of the straight guys we're not doing this <sighs> maybe i'm just too smart maybe it's because i'm an aspiring producer that i'm like i just i don't think that audiences are believing this shit but baby, I can so definitely like, tell you this. I can definitely tell you this. You you certainly have a producer type of eye and view point. Now I would definitely tell you that. I mean, what you're speaking is not foreign language. So you you up on it. Like maybe I'm just like viewers are smarter than this. Like they know. Like like I'm just thinking like, where's Milan and Christopher's network? Because then he started streaming platform. Why are you not collaborating on this? Why are you auditioning to be somebody's cast for Natalie Nunn of all people? Right, right. Hey, you know what I'm saying? It just seems like... It's a tactic. It's a tactic that they don't care. But the way you feel, it's a lot of us that feel that way. Even though this is where they go, the the type of direction where they go with this, Mm -hmm. we we feel that way. But I know what they're doing. I know exactly what they're doing. Uh But see, the problem is... The people we watch bitch and fight on Instagram and on Twitter and all of that, we don't want to watch them on reality TV because we see enough of them bitching on live on Instagram. This right. is why this shit ain't going to work for one time. Because we see all of them together and so it's all these random ass people that are shopping by themselves and they're like, oh, okay, let's see what this is giving. And then once we see it's a bunch of bullshit, it's like, oh, okay, we're not doing this again. Y'all not getting my my $5 for another two months on this. It's not gonna right. happen. Right. Like, y'all got, like, I see the tactic. I understand the tactic. There's nothing wrong with the tactic. It's just y'all are not doing it correctly. It's like they're just doing anything to get back. Y'all grabbing anybody viral in the moment. Right, right. I understand. I definitely like understand. Like Blueface and Krishan Rock Show? Oh. We'll reconvene on that. We'll reconvene on that. Lim, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. let's leave you alone for now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's about, something right there. Yeah, like, I just, see, that's what I be, that's the stuff I be talking about where I'm like, uh-uh. 
Sean, do you think that now. you will be tuning in to that show? I'm really Absolutely not that not. much interested. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not at all. Not oh, at all. Shit. They didn't get my they didn't get my $5 when they brought Tanisha to Zeus. Oh, God. Y'all not finna get it for Blueface and Krishan Rock. Oh, man. No. No. Their target, their target was to go with the most talked about the most Instagram scene, you know, but yeah. Like every, but like every popcorn bitch in the name, in the words of DJ Tracy Steele, shout out to her. But all you girls pop up, y'all don't have shit to keep you going, y'all burn out, and we get tired of talking about you. Like, I'm, listen, the show ain't even came out yet, and I'm tired of Krishan Rock, her tooth, blue face, his lack of music. I'm tired of all of it. All of yeah. it. And I don't you know follow damn one of them. Shit, I feel the same fucking way you do. I'm just surprised that you're actually speaking my mind right now. But yeah. Listen, that's why I got my own show because can't nobody tell me what to do on my own shit. So I created this show to say what I know that everybody else is around here thinking, but they don't care enough to post about it. I got time. <laughs> So I, so I would rather turn my opinions into a stream of income, personally. Like, 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 like I'm gonna talk my shit regardless. So I may as well turn it into a coin. Hey, listen, thank y'all for listening. Th- th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Good or bad, okay. smoke or not. Thank y'all for. Okay. But <laughs> you're so crazy. <laughs> That's what they keep telling me, child. One day I'm gonna start believing them and do something about it. No, you're definitely gonna be on camera soon. I I, <laughs> I see it. I foresee this. I, I foresee this. I speak Let's it into see. existence. <laughs> you will. You will. You will definitely be on camera soon because you need to. You know what I'm saying? I'm but we're gonna talk about that a little bit later on. Okay. I'm not opposed. Yeah. But oh, oh. speaking of. Tell me about the title of an associate producer. What's your role in the whole production process? Okay. Well, my friend, my mentor, my brother, KL Allen, he's the executive. So he is like the proprietor. So he is the Shout one. Shout out KL. Yeah, man. That's my dog. I you just had him on the show recently. I love him. Shout out to him. I know. <laughs> Let me tell you, a lot of people don't know that man like I do. But KL <laughs> is, right? He is, that's my dog. He is crazy. He's crazy <laughs> in a very fun way. But people Love don't that. know that about him. But mm-hmm. um, he's like the proprietor, the one that came up with the idea, the one that, you know, he's everything as, as far as producing the show. I'm like the one that. As well as him, what you see on camera, it's, it's my eyes. It's also his eyes, but it's my eyes. So it's more so I'm the one that is making sure that the scene go well, making sure that the cast that is included in the scene is well, that they look right. Um, overseeing the scenes, making sure that the people are there understanding the scenes, understanding that it's right directing um in many ways um mm-hmm. just making sure that the show goes on the right way you know what i'm saying it's like i'm right under him 
mm-hmm. but he but that's my role as the associate producer it just seemed like that I'm connected to the cast sometimes I feel like I'm on the show when I'm <laughs> oh god man I, I tell you well you what you all don't up. know what you all don't know we know but <laughs> but it's like you know it's like I'm right under him I'm just making sure that what he has his blueprint that he laid out that it carries on in a specific certain way and everything is right you know, um, there have been times that we were filming two shows at once. Mm-hmm. And we would have to, I call it hip hop. I would be producing this one show. He He's at the same time, he's producing the other show. Then I got to turn back around and produce something on the other show. Then he turns back around and produce something on the other show. This, I remember this happened like in one day. We were flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you're just making sure that things carry on because there's many scenes and shows that has to be filmed and covered. And there's a lot of scenes that do not make it. And it could be a scene that could be almost two hours, but you go see 15 minutes of it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's very tricky, but it's just making sure that everything goes the right way making sure the scenes are right, making sure things are in place, directing, making sure that everything is in its right place. And what what you're looking at is what comes through our eyes. We're behind the cameraman. So we're in charge. You know, we don't want this to be seen. This is how we're going to do this. Cut. Oh, no, you're going to have to do that over. Stuff like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just being real direct. That's how usually it is. There's a lot of other things that goes with being an associate producer. A producer have many different jobs. My job, I'm on set. I have a a big part when it comes to the filming and the association with the cast itself. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yes. Mm -hmm. What does the show status moving to Tubi mean to you from a production perspective? Oh God, don't get me started. Um, (laughs) This shows me that speaking things into existence along with God, it is real. Um, The minute I stepped on this platform, I knew we was going to get picked up and I would say it. I wasn't worried about all the predecessors or the people that were around us doing the same thing. My mind was strictly on my show because I knew that we was the shit. I'm not trying to be cocky. I just know it. Because see, I was a fan of my own shit before I stepped on there. You Once understand again, what I'm saying? As you should be. You, you feel what I'm saying? So Absolutely. my thing is, we, we knew this was going to happen. We didn't know how long it was going to take or when. It means a lot because we have made history. A lot of people are mad. We understand that. Oh, you know, I wasn't raised that way, but I can understand people being mad. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being happy for you and, you know, congratulatory. I I understand that. But um, it means a lot because we have made history. We are the first. 
Mm-hmm. And um, this is something that we were hoping for and wanted to happen. And now that it has happened, we are in a transition of ourselves. You know, people are supposed to be looking at the season three right now. We were supposed mm-hmm. to debut on the 20th on yep. YouTube. But see, we're not on YouTube anymore. We're on YouTube, but not as programming. You right. know, because we are now on a major platform. A lot of people say Tubi, but Tubi is free. Tubi on the phones. Tubi will get you paid. Tubi is a mainstream, no matter how you mm. put it. It's owned by the Fox Corporation. Okay? YouTube is mm. not. There is a difference. You know what yep. I'm saying? A big difference. Um, it goes along with promotion. It goes along with... It, it's it's going to be a lot of changes. So it means a lot. This is something that I have foresaw. This is something that we both, and when I say we both, I, I need to say production as a whole, but me and KL, we saw this, we, we, we spoke this into existence for, you know, for a while. You know what I'm saying? We was hoping for it to happen, and it did. Um, did we know that we would be the first? No, because, you know, we went through a hard time, but we didn't give a fuck. You know, they talked about us. They talked about delays because they didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. You know, this man picked up this show when it was abandoned. That, that's the bottom line. He picked it up, not for himself, but for viewers. And just imagine you're doing something for viewers or trying to make something continue when it was abandoned. And then viewers are attacking you as if you're the one that abandoned it or you're the one that didn't care for it. This man plus production as a whole went through this. But see, the type of people that we are, we know our shit. And we don't give a fuck about what nobody say. That's that's part of our aura. We, we're undefeated, so we're going to keep on. That's just mm-hmm. us in a whole. As you should. As you should, because at the end of the day, like, you got to be the person to believe in your shit more than anybody else. Because at the end of the day, when everybody else says no, you got you got to be the person to, to keep telling yourself yes to keep the train moving. Because all these no's are just humps to get you to that yes. And if you can't tell yourself yes, how you going to expect anybody else to, to tell yourself yes? Sean, like, I get on this is- pod every day knowing that that I am Arsenio Hall the house down. I get on this podcast every day knowing that I am Larry King, knowing that I am doing Inside the Actor Studio every motherfucking day. Why? Because I'm manifesting that for myself. This is what we did. And and Sean, you're so right. That's what I was saying at the beginning. Um, We spoke it into existence because we had faith in ourselves. We had faith in God. We knew it was going to happen. That is the reason why when we was attacked so much, we kept going. We didn't care. Mm-hmm. Because nobody knew how we were as a whole. Mr. Allen just chose a good production. I, I would definitely say that. He chose the right people for his production. But yeah, we was attacked. We was picked on. We was talked about behind our backs. We All of that. We just kept going. Because I know I didn't give a fuck about what nobody else had to say. Because I, I, I already felt like we was the shit because we are. So we just kept mm-hmm. moving. 
sometimes when you are the shit, people are gonna make you feel like you're not. And that's in mm -hmm. regular life. You understand what I'm saying? Like people can talk percent. about me or say whatever the fuck they want to say about me, but I know I'm the shit. You can't take it from me. You can call it cocky. You can call it conceited. I have a very good heart. A matter of fact, I'm the one that usually get hurt first because I have a good heart. But I don't play about my shit. And a lot of people don't understand that the realness in me. You know, I'll check your ass about it too if you think I'm I'm, I'm idiot, I'm dumb or stupid. But what it was, we just knew that we had something real. We were authentic. We were not like any of the rest. We was never in competition. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, people be in competition with us. Other shows be in competition with us. We don't be in competition with them because the way we look at ourselves, we're incomparable. We cannot be compared to you. We're in a set of our own. So we just keep moving. And Word. you saw what happened, right? I mean, that's all I'm saying. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Because mm -hmm. I always lead my life like this. What other people think of you is not your damn business. And at the end of the day, for me personally, I'll just speak for myself. The reason why I walk around knowing that I'm going to get anywhere that I want to get to in whatever way that I need to get there is because I know that the shit that I stand on is unshakable. I stand on true blue talent. I, I, I stand on work ethic. I stand on determination. And I stand on diversity and being a multi-hyphenate. I don't just have one talent. I have several. And at you the end of the day, even if nobody gives me an opportunity, I can make everything that I want to do happen for myself. You got to have that stronghold and that push. Like you were saying a while ago, you look at yourself as Arsenio Hall, Larry King, all that stuff. That is important. That's why you are going to make it even farther than what you already are because of your mindset. And that was our mindset. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's where Absolutely. it's going to get you. That's where it's going to get you. No matter what anybody say, you got to have in your mind, okay, I know my worth. So I don't know who the fuck they talking about, but shit. You know, it's, it, it was always like that. It's, mm -hmm. This business is crazy. <laughs> this business Man. is crazy that we're in. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a crazy business. But you know what? We can handle it. Absolutely. That's right. Because honestly, anything that the industry can throw at me, and I've been a student of the industry for at least 20 years of my life. I've been a student who studies the entertainment industry. Like, I really have a firm grip on what goes on around here. I've been through worse. So anything y'all can throw at me, okay, cool, let's go. Because I done been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, gave away the keychain. Let's keep it pushing. Oh, but God. speaking of keeping it pushing, how close do you allow yourself to get with your cast? Woo woo. Um, All right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's what type of question. Um, I let me tell you. So yeah. I'm, I'm keeping real. With my Please. position, 
with my position, you can be very close with the cast. I try to put a um, a boundary in between because we work with them so much. We know their key. We know stuff that the audience don't know. You know, you have to respect your cast. We love our cast, but being close to them, um, it's a matter of control because um, I love my cast and I'm close each one of them I have a different relationship with right. you understand but there is a boundary there's um, a boundary of professionalism and mm-hmm. it is something that I had to learn along the way mm-hmm. I, I, I would say I'm very very good at it now but mm-hmm. you can get really close with your cast it depends on your personality and my personality is very outgoing you understand it's not anti-social it is not so sometimes that can lead up to things i can definitely say that but you got to have a matter of control and professionalism but getting close to the cast um from my view is um it's very um easy uh, for that to happen yes um because you can become a liaison. Like I was a liaison at time between the cast of filming uh, along with yeah. being a producer. That means you, you listen to them, you listen to what they're going through. You try to get an idea of things of what's going on with them before a scene jump off or things of that nature. And then, um, you know, that can cause closeness. I, I really do love my cast. But there is a different relationship with each one. Every cast member has a different relationship with me. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's very awesome. How do you navigate your individual relationships with the cast versus being a fair producer to the to the entire cast and the show as a whole? Well, going again on personality. I believe everybody know Leon. Um, and I'm speaking when I say everybody the cast. Um, but when it's time to work, I'm just a little bit different. I'm not hard. I'm just a little bit different. When it's when it's time to work, it's time to work. But you know, I'm easy to talk to. I'm easy for them to come to. So is KL. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is when it comes to work, it's very important to us. When it's when it's time to get this situation dealt with it's going to get dealt with you know um the cast have issues just like we have issues we're human beings so things can happen nobody is perfect but you got to be on a standstill with professionalism when it comes to work and our communication is very well between the cast and production very well it's like no one feels what well, no one should. No one should feel that they're left out or that they're abandoned. You know, um, I I can talk to them. I, I, I treat the cast as the, the way they treat me. <laughs> and, and sometimes, <laughs> due, sometimes due to professionalism, I'm gonna just keep it real. Sometimes the way you get treated by a cast member, you know, you want to turn up, but you still got to keep on my hand, I, I'm not a cast member. And I have right. said this in a lie. When stuff started to jump off, I would have to let other entities know, listen, I'm not a cast member now. 
Okay. okay so I, I may come off at you a little different than what they do. I shut the whole motherfucking shit down. Cause see, I'm not here with a spotlight. I'm the one that put the spotlight on you. So you gonna respect me a little bit better than you would. Cause see, I'm not gonna be in the. I'm not gonna be arguing with my cast members online. See, that's a no-no. We don't play that type of shit. You ain't gonna be talking about us. See, we all a family. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a respect line as well. You understand? I really haven't had any issues with either one of my cast that has to be talked about online or, and even if I did, it wouldn't. See, that's the professionalism part that you got to play. Because I have to always remember and I have to always let other people know I'm the producer. I'm not a cast member. Now, if I was a cast member, it would be a little bit more unprofessionalism that you would see about me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But um, I'm very outspoken. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that I have to watch sometimes because when I see a lot of mess, I may want to jump into it when it deals with my cast, but I let them mm-hmm. handle it because you have to understand at the at the end of the day, we're all grown here. Yeah. We're all grown. You, sometimes you can't hold people's hand when you grown and they grown. We're all grown here. You know, get it together. But I try not. I I I interact with my cast often. You may see me on some lives, but they interact more. Because they're the ones that is going to be placed in the spotlight where you'll see more of them. You'll see the things that they're doing. I am the one. KL is the one. Production is the one that films them, makes sure they're out there, that they're looking good on camera, and this is done. So I set myself apart from the cast in situations like this on a on a low hold. You know what I'm saying? This this even goes for hanging with them, being around them in certain situations, because you got to keep that professionalism because you can get lost in it. And there have been mm-hmm. times I can honestly say that I got lost in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's easy. It's very easy. You I know can what imagine. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially, let's be real. We're in a group of uh, gay, queer, alphabet community related men. Yeah. It's very easy for us to get real close and be real sis and bro oh, yes. and homie and fam real quick. And then yes. those lines can also cross into other things real uh-huh. quick. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, especially, you know, when everybody around you look good. Anyway. Yeah. I understand. You, listen, I think you feel me more 10 million you know. times. Yeah, I stud- um, Yes. This is what I mean when I say I'm a student of the industry. I get it. <laughs> I get uh, it. Let, me, let, let me tell you something. You got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it. I completely you got understand. It, I completely you got understand. It. You understand very well what I was saying. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you have to keep that boundary. But um, it's very easy to get very, very close. Yeah. To the cast. Very easy. Very easy. Okay. I completely. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the cast. I understand. Shout out to every last one of y'all. Man. 
it's, it's, it's dynamic. It's dynamic. <laughs> they are they are a dynamic cast. They really are. Speaking of cast, what do you tell potential cast members going through the audition process? Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Some people, some people mistake reality with acting. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. yourself. Be yourself. See, whenever you see me, I am myself. If I was going out for a reality show, I am myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change. You have to be yourself because, see, this is not acting. We're not a scripted show. And when I tell them through the audition process or if they're being contacted or if I'm being a liaison to them mm-hmm. in the beginning or they're assigned to me, be mm-hmm. yourself. You understand? Be real. Because this is what the audience is going to appreciate about you most. A lot of people don't appreciate my realness. To be honest with you, I don't really give a fuck. (laughs) Because they don't pay my bills. And my bills are expensive. I have to be myself. I am too old to pretend to be somebody else. It's not going to work that way. You understand what I'm saying? So, I'm real all the way around. You will see fakeness sometimes. But that's on them. But I always tell them to be yourself. Because this mm-hmm. is not an audition to act. Don't, don't, don't act like you got money and you don't. Because see, you're going to fuck up on camera. You're going to really fuck up on camera. I've seen this in many occasions, even in past seasons. And I'm talking about all shows. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about all shows. Be real. And if you don't feel like being real, you may not want to be on camera. Because if you're fake about a situation, if you're fake about a business, if you're fake about anything that has something to do with you, it gonna come out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why I don't understand why people want to go on reality television. It's like, listen, if you want to go and do the acting, go do the acting. No, I'll tell you why. Shit, I'll tell you why. <laughs> I, I, let me let me tell you why. There's some people that goes out on reality TV and don't want to be real. It's because of the um. It's because of the promotion. Is it? It's because of the exposure. They want it. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. But if, but if you go out there and you're not being real and you're fake, it's go follow your ass. And then you're going to be fucked up because they're going to be talking about that more that they caught you in a lie or you're not then what they, you're saying. You are, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's why. And this is just my producer brain kicking in because that's how I watch reality TV. I don't even watch it as a viewer anymore because I'm so deep in it. I feel like at the end of the day, you're setting yourself up because yes. just like in dating, people can only show that representative for so long you're only going to be able to hold that bad bitch, rich bitch, uh, banks mentality for so long. You're only going to be able to hold that fresh Prince of Bel-Air persona for so long. Because the moment that somebody says something to, to uh, piss you off, you're going to turn into your real self. The moment that some real shit happens on camera, there's not going to be time for you to recover because it's happening live. And the problem is, is that the audience, 
that watches reality TV thinks like me. We think like producers now. So we're going to sit here and be like, we're not going to be able to connect to you because if your life is so perfect, you so rich, you so grand, you so this, that, and the third, that don't nothing ever happen in your life. Everything is perfect. You always wake up, beat to the gods with brand new lash extensions and freshly carved eyebrows. Hooray for you. But nobody is going to be able to relate to you. Nobody is going to connect to that. We don't understand that. We all out here struggling. We all got problems, big, small, and different. So if your life is perfect, we're not going to like you. Well, Sean, I'm going to also say this um, from a producer standpoint. Um, a lot of the people that get themselves, and I'm, when I say people, I'm talking about cast members. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that get themselves caught up in a lie or exposure or they're being fake some of them are being real some of them are motherfucking liars motherfuckers <laughs> that do this no no I mean I'm keeping it real I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it no, real I feel you. some that, motherfuckers some are liars fear. like when you tell somebody well, just keep it real okay you forget sometimes okay this is a motherfucking lying ass bitch this motherfucker and he likes to lie yeah, and then when it goes on camera, you be like, why you couldn't keep it real? But you know what? They are. They are. They, <laughs> they are, are a real ass liar. Right. Right. They are a real liar. And right. that is okay. Because as long because people are gonna be able to perceive that. And you can either accept them for who they are and just let them be Carly Red and be messy. Or you can X A S the 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 fuck out and deal with them accordingly. We so, have, I have had cast members to say, I don't want this shown. Oh, no, no. See, that, that, that's the thing about us. It go get shown. again. <laughs> it's, it's happening live. You can't it's react get to it now. It's already been recorded. Sorry. That's right. So your ass could have released. You should have watched out for what the fuck you were going to say or what you peeking about or you should not have said that you had this or that. Because you was told from the very start and reminded as well. Keep it real. Anything but you I, say can and will be shown against you right. on the court of television. But I had to learn as well that the people or cast members, and, and this is on any platform, that mm-hmm. when they're lying and when they're telling a lie or they're acting like they cool, but they turn around and do some crazy shit, that is them being real as well. They're, they're liars. They're deceivers. They're people that you can't trust. They're just letting you know that. And when I say you, I mean the viewer on television. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, just gonna move on because I almost said somebody's name and I'm not gonna get that. I ain't gonna get that deep out here in these streets. We could talk about that off mic. I wish we were drinking right now. Say it. Say Listen, it. Listen, when, when, when I'll I'm, tell you off camera, but. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, but because I try to maintain a level of decorum, but because but see the reason why I won't say their name right now is because there's nothing recent that I can speak to that makes me want to say their name. It's just the history that I've seen of that person on television, on yes. shows. Yes. They have that type of demeanor and that type of vibe. So I, so if some shit were to happen with them on a season in the yes. future that happens, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, that's they're showing that's their realness. And, and, and then... And let, me, and let me make you understand, a lot of them regret it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, a lot of them be heard about it. They regret it. 
You know what I'm saying? But it's too mm-hmm. late. You you you're showing yourself. You really are. You're showing yourself. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, what makes it sad is that you know you're doing all of this because you want a certain reaction from the audience you want to be taken a certain way by the audience and what ends up happening is once that shit slaps you in the mouth on camera either in scene or at the reunion because you gonna pay on the front end or the back end but either way that coin will be collected okay well i I will tell you this i will tell you this season three that is on its way for its debut I will tell you this, because I am the producer of the show, the reunion will be a good one. I I can say that now. The reunion is going to be beautiful, honey. It is going to be fantastic because there is so much that people do not know what they are in tune for. See, the advertisement and the trailers and the super trailer on our platform of course, it doesn't show you everything, but right. people will be surprised about a lot of things that is going to happen in this season. I'm talking about surprise. Even the lives, and when I say the lives, like the Instagram lives that happens mm-hmm. when the cast members are arguing, that ain't shit. That ain't <laughs> nothing. That is nothing compared to what you are about to see and I and I always tell certain cast members that that when they call me or I'm on the phone with them mm-hmm. you know they'll be upset about something they'll be like I can't wait till the reunion I said baby look you need to wait till the show is over because there's some shit that your ass ain't seen yet that. that's gonna change your mind about the way you feel right now you're gonna be angrier probably when the show is off because you're gonna be like oh hell no yeah See, people, there are cast members that are mad right now, but they mm-hmm. have no idea that it's going to go farther than that. Now, remember now. Because they haven't seen the confessionals. I, they, they haven't seen, seen what people are saying in other scenes. They haven't seen what everything is going See, that's why I don't understand why people are like, I can't wait for the reunion while you filming. My call would be like, I can't wait to see these bitches confessionals. I can't wait to see these bitches green screens. I can't wait to see these bitches one on one. Because I want to know what these hoes are so saying old. about me, right? You now, are so right. I used different. to tell you are so right. I used to tell the cast or some cast members, oh, I'ma get them at the reunion. I said, no, wait till the show air. Then get them at the reunion. Because you don't know. Full investigation, darling. They don't know what's going on. A lot of the cast members are not prepared for what they are about to see. This goes on, it should go on on every platform. I know that on like the Real Housewives and stuff like that, a lot of them don't see shit until we see it. Mm -hmm. And and this is the way it is with us. It's a lot of cast members, they know about stuff, but they don't know about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. There are surprises. There are things said that they don't know about. It's it's a different it's gonna be a different reaction once the show is aired. And I'm telling you that this reunion is gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be dynamic because the show ain't even fucking aired yet, and motherfuckers ready to chew each other out in the reunion. Now imagine when the show airs. Well, since you brought up the reunion, yeah. I'll go ahead and ask, what yes. makes a what makes a qualified emphasis on the word qualified reunion host to you 
someone that knows the show. Mm-hmm. Someone that knows the show. Someone that knows the show. Someone that when they ask the questions, when the host asks the questions at the reunion, it's like they're asking them from their own heart as a viewer. Mm-hmm. That's what, to me, that's a qualified host. Mm-hmm. For an example, even though I'm a producer, even though KL is the executive producer and we would not be the host, we would be mm-hmm. perfect hosts. Because we right. know the show in and out. You know, of right. course we do. So someone that is a avid watcher, someone that did not miss a scene, someone that would ask questions like a viewer. Yes. Absolutely. Positively. (laughs) And listen, the reason why I ask certain questions like this is because, don't get me wrong, I plan to audition to host the reunion. Let me just go ahead and be real about it. I do plan on it. But however, for the people... But for the people who listen to this show, who want to do things like I do, like who want to start a podcast, want to produce TV, want to host a reunion, I'm giving you the keys by asking the producers of these shows what they want. Do you get what I'm saying? So even if you don't give, so even if, so, 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 so even if they don't give me the job, because trust me, I'm definitely going to come for it. I would at least feel good about giving somebody else a step towards it. I encourage you to do it, what you just said. I encourage you. Um, Like I said, and and I will repeat, to me, this is is my opinion. Mm -hmm. As a producer, a qualified host is a person that knows the show, the in and outs, what happened. A viewer, an avid viewer, because you're asking questions as if you are a viewer. You're going to catch somebody in something. Well, wait a minute. Well, what about when you did this? You didn't say nothing about this one. I love hosts like that because it shows you, look, I was watching your motherfucking ass. You didn't do this when it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Qualified. Uh Yeah. Qualified. And see, let me go ahead and give you a tip. (laughs) Not you. I'm talking about the uh, people who are listening to this. A lot of the people who I bring on these bring on this show, the producers and stuff, I am auditioning for them. Because and the reason why is because I know their shows in and out. I've been watching G Status ATL Hustle from day one. If I got questions from people from season one, episode three. I got questions about season two, episode five. I got real questions for people that, of course, some I'm going to have to save for off camera because we need to be talking about season three. But, like, Uh there's a lot of shit that I feel like going into this, I can't wait to see how the first two seasons tie into this show now that all of these new changes are happening, now that there's all of this, like, now that there's so much stuff happening, I'm like, okay. Now I want to see what's really about to happen. Like that's why I'm more excited for the season for me, just because I've been watching since the, since the very beginning. Now I'm happy it's going to Tubi. God, God bless y'all and and y'all new budget, new levels, new devils. But I'm just happy to see the show come back. Period. Just like with Chasing Atlanta, just like with the Come Up, just like with all of these shows, I've been watching all of you for years now. 
So I Thanks. reach out to y'all because I genuinely watch you all shows and I have real ass questions, but I'm also just, you know, a professional. So I don't get into the messy shit on camera. I save that for off night. Listen, you are a viewer. So whatever you say or watch, just cause you're a viewer, we appreciate your support so very much. I, well, before I jumped into this, I was a fan mm-hmm. of the show. So I can say easily and with confidence, this upcoming season, even though there are some fresh faces, it is going to blow your mind. There is no show that has aired, even the ones that are around us. There is no show like this one. So the wait is worth it. I can definitely tell you that because it's, 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 um, we be looking at other shows. I know I be looking at other shows. I be like, oh, that is so cute. They ain't gonna know what to do when, when our show come out. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly <laughs> like that. Like, oh, this is so sweet. Oh, I look at that. what they did. Oh, they gonna lose their fucking minds when our show come out. Because it is, season three to me, I think is by far the best. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened when I got on the map. Yeah. But I like it. And KL Allen likes it too. It's 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 gonna be pretty entertaining. And I will repeat, the trailers just give you a snippet of what's to come. Remember what I just said, the word snippet, it's a whole lot more to what you think it is on this show. It's a whole lot more. People will be talking. People will be talking. And I'm saying this as a fan beforehand, right now, and as a producer. I am very confident. This show is the shit. I ain't seen nothing that is aired like it. Especially this season. This season gonna blow it. Oh, yes. we. I I know it. I know, because see, I was a fan. I can speak on it. Mm -hmm. I'm still a fan. But I was a fan, so I know what is going on. That's why exactly. I, that's why I be shaking my head, grinning, when you know you see <laughs> like programs and they have these little cute little fights and little interactions. I'm like, that is so sweet. I be like, that's yeah. so I said they don't know what the fuck they go do when this show come out. They go blow their minds because there's so many, um, it's so many surprises, and I can't believe this just happened that is on the show that you're not going to see in the trailer or super trailer the super to me the super trailer I love it but it's it's PG compared to what you go see we went kind of like another dimension I don't want to mm-hmm. say why you just got to look at it yeah yeah we're in places we're in places in different type of clubs that you don't even see other shows in. <laughs> That's so sick. Well, we 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 bring the authentic realness. The authentic realness. If you don't fucked up on camera, it's gonna be known. On the I show. On the show. <laughs> on not the show. in that <laughs> not in that regard. Yes. What advice would you give a season one cast member? who's just joining the show versus say a season five cast member who done been around they know how this shit works what's the difference in the advice that you give to those two people walking on set 
Um, I would say like the season one, they're like the beginner in my head. Just try mm-hmm. to tell them to watch out for certain stuff you do, even though you're keeping it real. You know, monitor yourself, monitor your habits, know what you do or know what, what you say before you fucking say it. Mm-hmm. A season five cast member? Girl, they should already know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, the only thing I'll probably be saying is, well, if you go do this, make sure you be on set on time. Come to set on to time. not be on time for the shit. I mean, that's all I got to say because, see, they, they have matured. That's like their freshman year in college, if you think about it. One, two, three, four, five, you're in high school for four years. Right. You graduate that fourth year. Now you're in you now you're in college. You know, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Do you remember when Sherrod, there was a, a super trader clip with one of our cats Sherrod said, You better respect the Don Dada. You, yes, you on my shit. You on my that's shit. That's a clap. That's a that's classic a- motherfucking lie. I have you. I've actually. I think I actually have quoted that in a rap before. I think I've actually quote, quoted him in a rap before. Cause that shit hit me so hard. Cause I knew exactly what he was saying. Like he was yes, saying, "Bitch, you my shit." Like I've been here since day one. Like right, he, right. He oh, it it resonates with the question that you just asked me. That's matureness. All Stay I would have to place, ask your ride, all I would have to ask your ride is what time you coming on set or when you gonna be there? Because you heard what he said. That's the way you feel when you have matured and you've been at this thing for a minute versus a beginner. I love that. He, I, when he I telling I the beginner. He's telling the beginners what's up as if he's a senior. Watch your tone and keep your hands on your That's head. That's right. Period. Absolutely. You got it, Sean. You got it, baby. You know what time yeah. it is. Student Ooh, of the game. You're going to be a good producer, baby. I cannot wait. You're going to be a great Student producer. of the game. Okay. I've been preparing for this for 20 years. Like, I have had the idea for my production company since I was 17 years old. I've wanted to be a producer since I was, like, nine. Like, I've I've been preparing for this my entire life, and I feel like now I just finally have my my wheelhouse together and working enough for me to actually jump into it and, 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 like, actually go into it. So now I'm just trying to find my avenue, doing this show, working through my things. Pitching, auditioning, doing my thing, just trying to, you know, get my foot in the dough. All those. Sean, please stay that way because you never know what will happen. That's one thing about life. You can make, like, for an example, I thought that my Thanksgiving yesterday was going to be horrible. I really Mm -hmm. did. I thought it was going to be horrible. Ever since my mother passed, it's been a very lonely Thanksgiving. I really thought it was going to be horrible. And there were people that was actually trying to make it horrible for me because they knew I was, it was a complete flip. It was a complete turnaround. It was one of the best that I've had since the passing of my mother in 2016. That's why you never know what will happen. And one of the things that I remember, and I said this at the beginning of this segment to you, Mm-hmm. I've spoken into existence when it, it was uh, 
I was coming across a lot of unreal people, even through communication, pretenders. And what I said to myself, I said, you know what? I said, this is going to be a good Thanksgiving. And I woke up that morning and it was just like almost like every Thanksgiving that I had, it flipped. God had turned it completely around. When I tell you I had so much fun, I'm uplifted from yesterday and it doesn't have anything to do with food or people or family. It's the things that happened yesterday that made me feel good throughout the whole entire day. That's why I say you never know what will happen. You never know what will happen after this conversation. I agree with that. And you know what? I I have what I call the perfect mindset to enter the entertainment industry because I feel like I've been preparing to step into the industry my entire life, right? Just like, like I really emphasize when I say student of the game. Like I really have studied the industry from the 1950s golden age of Hollywood all the way up until today. Personally, so, I think you graduated personally. That's my take. I think you have graduated well, already. Well, I say that to, to, to say that now I'm in a place where I'm ready to actually walk into the door and like start moving and shaking through, through throughout the business, right? But I also understand that it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. And I'm in year one. So it allows me to remain humble and remain hungry, but also keep a realistic mindset of, you never know when this shit is gonna happen. Don't expect this shit to happen tomorrow. Don't expect it to happen overnight. If you don't get the numbers you want today, don't worry about it. You still got nine more years to be a hit. Like just keep putting in the work, keep grinding, keep creating quality ass content, keep doing great interviews, keep being a good fucking person, keep, you know, you know, Staying clean and exfoliating and praying to God and you know washing your edges, all of that stuff. I like, will say wash this. behind I your will, ears and all that other bullshit. I will give you an advice. I will give an advice to this is to anybody. Please. Sometimes you may not know you the shit, but how you gonna know you the shit is that people are going to deter you mm-hmm. and make you feel like you're not. That's where you know you the shit. And I'm going to tell you, you keep going. It's uh, I'm, I'm telling you, when you have the most haters, and this is something that is in progress right now. When you have the most haters, you're doing your thing. I would definitely tell you that. Because a lot of people want to be in your spot. Right now, Sean, there is a lot of people that want to be in your spot. You don't realize it. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to find something to deter you. They're going to try to find something that has nothing to do with your ambition to make you feel like you don't have an ambition or it's not going to work out. That's when you keep going. I'm I'm trying to tell you, this. these past two weeks have been the most challenging past two weeks that I've had in a long time. It seems like every person that I communicated with was a bunch of bullshit. They were fake as hell. They never saw my accomplishments. They never saw my goals. All they saw was negativity or they'll speak something. I'll speak something that you're not on to try to deter you. What it is, they want to be you. They want to capitalize off shit that's not necessary instead of capitalizing on what you already are. That's when you know it's happening. 
I agree with that. 10 million percent. And I think that that's why I've been able, you know, to remain so steadfast and so focused on on the things that I'm doing is because at the end of the day, like the things that I build my foundations on, nobody can take away from me. Like having genuine, unmit, like just genuine, unadulterated talent. I'm genuinely fucking good at what I do. And it is what it is. Like, like, like that's not me being cocky. That's not me being, you know, that's not me being you know grand or anything like that that's me being prepared that's yes. me being prepared because i do the fucking work i it's, I it's a lot of stones it's <laughs> a lot of stones that's going to be thrown in your way like for an example this is an example i'm not going to go deep into it but i had a family member i think it was last month or the month before last i can't remember i can't even remember Thank you, God, that I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> I, I had a family member that made a comment about, well, you on some type of, you, you produce a low-budget-ass reality show that's on YouTube. Now, this was just like a month ago or a month and a half ago. I didn't give a fuck. Because I was thinking, well, bitch, your ass too goddamn fat to even fit on a goddamn platform. That was in my mind, but I just kept uh. going. Now, that person cannot say that anymore. Like now what? She can't. She can't say it anymore. She can't say I'm on a low budget. Because at the end of the day, like real shit, your low budget reality show had thousands and thousands of views. Your 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 low budget reality show had a solid established fan base. Your low budget reality show had the qualifications to be picked up by a major distributor to not be going That's to a why major streaming platform. So it's like, where you at? You're going to have like, to come with something else. You got to you gotta say some shit about that I'm old or some other shit. You, you got to find something else. Yeah, now bitch. You can watch see, my old shit on YouTube. Yeah, the shit didn't work, bitch. Because see, you're, you're talking about a show that had all that stuff all mm-hmm. those accomplishments are on that on YouTube, bitch. What you gonna come with next? Because you you definitely can't say we low budget. Y'all did all that with a low budget or with no budget. Now look at what you can do when you got a budget. Right. But see, that's what I mean when I say deter you. It will come. The devil works in many people, many spirits. It will work in a, a person that you wouldn't even think that it would come from. And this specific person. I never thought they would say something like that to me because I used to change their nasty, shitty ass diapers. Now, I went the fuck off. I did. But at the same time, you can't deter me because, see, bitch, I was a fan of this Levesque reality show. And shortly after, bitch, you spoke that. Look what happened. So it's like, this is what I mean when I say you got to be steadfast. You got to keep going because motherfuckers would say anything to deter you, to make you feel like it ain't going, it ain't gonna happen for you. Bitch, it's happening. Get with it. Get with there it. Is. I feel the exact same way. Cause even, you know, I started this podcast, what, two, three months ago. September 8th was my first episode. And I've just, and like, just even in the couple months that I've been doing this show, I've been experiencing what you're talking about. Oh I've yeah, been oh, that, oh baby, congratulations. I am so happy that you're getting that negativity because your ass about to blow up. Congratulations. And congratulations. So it was a, 
thank you because that was a sign for me that oh I'm on the right track oh I'm doing yes it is Absolutely. Right. Oh, okay. It is. That That's was the reason why I said it. what I just said, Sean. Congratulations to you. You about to bust wide open in front of these people. So I am so glad that you are receiving this fucked up negativity and people saying shit, dictating shit, um, pointing out things that really don't matter to make you feel that it matter. That means that you are on your way. You're probably right there and don't even realize it. Yes, ma'am. So when you get that shit, when you, when you start getting that, that means you're about to pop. And that's, so that's the craziest that's shit for me. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. like, I am one of those people, like, I feel like I'm this is what I mean by I feel like I'm prepared now because my mentality is so much different than it was a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. I'm glad I didn't make it when I was 18. I'm glad I didn't make it when I was eight. I'm glad I didn't make it when I, like, like I've done everything. Like I've gotten callbacks from the, from the Disney channel at, at eight years old. I almost made it onto the fourth season of, 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 of freaking making the band, but I was 16 and they didn't find out until after my audition, so I couldn't move in the house. Oh, That's a whole God. other story. Yeah. So everything uh, has its own time and place because what I'm doing now, I thought I would be doing in my late 20s. That's right. what I thought. But see, it's I'm not. Let me tell you something. I'm not God. God laughs at you when you make your own plans. I, I listen. I heard that in a movie one time, and I have been quoting it almost every day since. You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plan. Yes. I tell my kids that every day. I tell my yes. daughter that every single day. Oh my God! I feel you so much, Sean. I I really do. I I am so glad that we're doing this because that's that's exactly true. It is true. Yeah. And so it's crazy because like, I always wondered like, what was it about me? Why didn't I hit? I put in the most work. I, I'm clearly more talented than them. I have a better work ethic, work, work ethic than them, da, 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 da. But it was always just, it wasn't the time. Because I knew that had I hit back then, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I would have been so worried about what people were saying, not being perfect to everybody, not being able to make everybody happy, not being able to make everybody like me, that I would have self-imploded because I wouldn't have been able to handle the pressure. Now, I, I live from a perspective of if you build it, they will come. And the people who are supposed to listen to me, the people who are supposed to follow me, the people who are supposed to watch me, like me, whatever the case, the people who I'm supposed to connect with on a business level, whatever type of level, those people will come when they're supposed to come as long as I am prepared when they get there. Yes. Period. Absolutely. And anything that anybody else can say outside of that ain't my motherfucking business because what can't nobody say about me is that I'm not talented. What can't nobody say about me is that I don't work hard. What can't nobody say about me is that I don't know what I'm talking about. What can't nobody say about me is that I'm not prepared for any opportunity that I'm blessed with. So you can talk about my face, my whatever, the second and the third, my body, which you really can't talk about because I'm invested in my body, bitch, I'm done up. But... um. <laughs> But 
Like, whatever you say is so minuscule in the grand reality of what I really got going on. Because can't nobody take away from the platform I built it. Who else you know is running six podcasts by themselves, building an independent network with no resources? I wait. Let me let me tell you something. Uh, I think I had made a post not too long ago on Facebook. The, uh, the post said something about they would congratulate someone else for doing the same thing you're doing, but not you because it's you. Your exactly. Biggest, your biggest supporters are not going to be the people that you know. Your biggest supporters are going to be people like me, someone that's getting to know you, that recognize your work first, and other people that are looking at your ambition and looking at what you've done that don't even know you that well. Those are your biggest supporters. I found that. I found that because before I started this podcast, there was a whole YouTube channel that I created about um, dissecting the complexities and nuances of of social awareness within the pop culture space, right? So I would be talking about, you know, racism within reality shows, pop culture. I, I did shows on like, Spotify, Jimmy Kimmel, Joe Rogan, Whoopi Goldberg, and like all all of those dramas, not to mention all the housewives and all of that. But like, even in those moments, like that's where I got a lot of the shit from. When it comes to this show, people that I know are starting to hate now. Like random, like random haters are following me out of nowhere, trying to send me shady ass messages, people digging up old drama. Like, I'm just, like, girl, I'm so far past that, but God bless you. Just to let you know, I, I'm going to just say this. I'm glad you spoke on that. Because these, these motherfuckers don't think that we realize it. But yeah, I'm getting that as well. That means yeah. that we're popping our shit. That's God bless all. Y'all. Thank you for watching. It, okay. It, it's like Love I said you at for the watching. beginning of this Love interview. You for Love you for watching. Love you for watching. <laughs> it's like I said at the beginning of this conversation. Good, bad, indifferent, shade or not. Thank you for listening. Yeah, because yeah. the coin still hits the bank just the same. Whether you talking shit, whether you sending negative comments, my engagement is going up regardless. You are you are helping me with my numbers regardless. Talk all and your shit because it ain't me, my business. And what gets me and the unmitigated gall is that mm. most of this shit comes from people that ain't even doing half of what the fuck you're doing themselves. Or they don't even That's have half funny. of what you got. That's why That's it's funny. You know your shit is popping. Because you got so... But that's how I know you're not doing half the shit that I'm doing. Because you have time to talk to shit about me. To worry about me, bitch. You got the time to worry about me. I don't even... I barely got time to check my notifications. Or so think about your I, ass. So when I'm sitting on the toilet minding my business and just happen to scroll through in between, you know, the interviews I'm doing, between the six different podcasts that I'm producing, between all of the other shit that I'm doing, between raising an eight-year-old daughter, I I just, I may see you and if it's a good enough thing for me to respond to, I may give you a little shine that day. But most of the time, I just see y'all and thank y'all and keep it pushing. Thank you. Thank you for your yeah. services. Thank you for serving my timeline. Thank you for serving my algorithm. Thank you for serving my engagement. Thank you for serving my numbers because all you're doing is helping me. Hater and all. All they're doing is helping. I appreciate you, babe. These God people bless don't you. Realize, these people don't realize that when I get the negativity and they say little smart shit, 
you know, even people that I know, because I, I, they don't realize that I already know what they're doing. And I re- they don't realize that they're giving me signs and indication and notifications that I'm about to pop up on your ass. It's because, you bitch, you worried about the wrong motherfucking thing. But if you can worry about getting out of a woman house, if you can worry about not staying with that person, maybe you can be like me, a man that has never had a roommate but myself for years when I lived alone and I have my own shit. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk shit, but you don't even have what I got. You know, that's when you know something is real and you're popular. And I get a lot of it from those type of people. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, um, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And, you know, I want to go ahead and just give this as a sign to the people who are listening because what a lot of people don't realize is people people internalize them being hated on as something being wrong with them and what I want to let you know is a lot of people out here are looking for a sign and sometimes a bitch hating on you is the sign that you're doing something right pay attention to that take that in and receive that because sometimes that is the sign that God is sending you. That, hey, somebody is trying to stop you from doing what you're doing. That is the sign to go even harder. Double down. Triple down. Do That's it right. twice. Repost it. Go from your <laughs> feed to your... Now throw it on your Instagram story. Post it on your Twitter. Post it on your Snapchat. Download MySpace. I have, I have learned that because of my humbleness, humbleness and my heart, these people that do this, they could they'll, they'll treat you like you at the back of the classroom when you're actually in the front and they're in the back. Mm-hmm. I've experienced it so much. You know, they watching you. You know, they have attitudes out of nowhere. You know, because I'm the same me. I'm just in a different lifestyle. I'm in a different type of um, ambiance. And you I'm can going say tax to- bracket. Go ahead, talk your shit. Talk your shit. Talk your shit. Oh, hey, look. Hey, look. You are trying to be so cute for these people. Go ahead and say I'm, I'm trying in a to different be humble. tax bracket. I'm still, try- I'm still trying to be humble because you know cocky. Oh, that's an arrogant motherfucker. Girl, I am not hard for that. I'm one of the realest. Let me talk about shit you worked hard for. I'm one of the realest motherfuckers that you'll ever be. I'm very real. I'm very humble. I have a big heart. These motherfuckers like to test. And they think a nigga don't realize that shit. I'm on it. I'll be laughing when I get off the phone or when they do something that's side shady. I'll be laughing. But let you say something or let you do something the way they do it, girl, they will die. Yeah. I can't believe you said that to me. So you trying to be funny? Well, bitch, you being funny, but it's, it's, it comes in different ways. That's cause why and I effect, this, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, but they don't understand cause and effect. They mm-hmm. understand that they're supposed to get away with whatever the fuck they do, but you can't get away. It's like they're trying to ruffle your fur- feathers. I like, for the, I like for them to play with me. Cause I like to play back sometimes when I'm bored. 
let me play back with your motherfucking ass. Let me let, let, let me let me play with you just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me get yeah, yeah I do it because I love it. But see, I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing with your nasty attitude, your quotes, you act like you're better. All you're doing is letting me know that I'm about to be the shit even more than what I am right now. So yeah. you're preparing. Yeah, they just don't. They just don't think I understand what they're doing. Oh, I know. Because see, what they don't realize is that I have a mentor, and my mentor is Mr. Allen. And mm-hmm. me and this man is very cool. We very close. We kiki. It could be three, four o'clock in the morning. He could say one word to me like child. Because we don't talk like that. We're very masculine men, but we we mock our community as jokes. Work. And he and he'll say something like, child. That means he got something to tell me. It could be this man has no <laughs> this man has no we kiki it when I tell you, people don't realize this man is funny as hell we kiki all types of the morning like it could be three o'clock in the morning it could be four o'clock he'll send me something or he'll be like leon guess what that's our relationship but people don't know that they don't know that this businessman this entrepreneur this man is funny as hell and we hang the fuck out and when we do we get crazy He's, a, he's let me tell you, KL is the all right guy. He's he's my brother. He is cool as hell, but people don't know it. They think he's all about drama and shit. No, he's not. He he's 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 what he is. But it's what what, what did you say earlier, Sean, in this interview? What, what did you say earlier? You said cause and effect. And effect. Everything has a cause and effect. Like people see me, they see me like going off whatever. I am so fun to be around. I love to have fun. I am humorous. I am funny. I am not antisocial. You know what I'm saying? I got a heart. But people will, you know, people will abuse that. Absolutely. They'll try to ruffle your feathers, my feathers, because we're on our shit. And if you notice, this man has been talked this man is my mentor this man has been talked about more than anybody i know publicly <laughs> and when and the more he get talked about i'm like yes because he's a shit you're 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 talking about him so goddamn much you don't even got nothing you don't even got nothing to talk about man you know what i'm saying and he is so adapted to it that's why i have learned a lot from him he simply don't give a fuck. <laughs> he really don't. He don't give a fuck because he know what time it is. That part. Yeah. This man is an entrepreneur. What... This man is an entrepreneur. He had made history a year ago by having his own fashion line in New York Fashion Week. You know, usually when you are starting out and, you know, you're trying to, you know... Expose your brand. Sometimes you have to be with another designer. You have to mm. coincide. Y'all shows have to be together or mix in. This man had his own shit. You think he give a fuck about what somebody that don't have shit what he got say about him? Shout out to shout out to perfect population. Thank you. Well, okay. well, well said. Well said. Girl, you gonna be one. Let me tell you something, Sean. You gonna be the shit. 
I'm gonna let you know that right now. Cause I, I vibe with you. I feel you. You gonna be the shit, yes, ma'am. So you I'm on your way. You on your way. Thank Matter you. of fact, you right there. But you know, it's it's, it's about to happen. You on your way. Thank I'm you. on my way too. Oh, you're very welcome, Becky. Thank <laughs> you so much. What is the biggest lesson you've learned from reality TV? The biggest, <clears throat> the biggest lessons that I've learned. Oh God, I will say this. I'll put this in the forefront. Okay. The big, the, okay. The biggest lesson I've learned from reality TV mm-hmm. is that sometimes the people that are on camera, that you know, like the cast or whatever, whatever they mm-hmm. give out, they're being real, but that's not totally them. I've learned that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that's on reality TV, they have a perception that is given, and they can be completely different. Like when you said you researched me mm-hmm. and things of that nature, you probably saw a lot of cursing, a lot of me going off, whatnot. It was very that, Sister Patterson energy. That's me. You will be very surprised how I am when we hang out. You'll be very surprised. You're like, Leon, Based on this I did conversation, not, know you not was that surprised. Like yeah, you'll be very Based surprised. Based on this conversation. Based on this conversation, not not as surprised. Now, if I was going into, like, going to a bar with you, only seeing you on YouTube and Instagram, I would be a little nervous. Oh my God! I'd be, on, I'd be just a little bit nervous. To say that. But Listen. people say the same thing about me, though. Especially when they see my YouTube channel before meeting me. They're very worried about, like, me calling them out on something. <laughs> So like I get it, but that's why I didn't have that have that apprehension going into the conversation with you. One, because we've corresponded before this and we've actually like had real dialogue. And then two, because I understand that energy because people say the same thing about me. People are very nervous when it comes to being around me because when they see me on like YouTube, I'm very much like CNN calling people out. This is wrong. Racism, colorism, social justice. Da 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 da. Then when I get on the show, I'm very then like on this podcast, I'm like housewives, like human resources. So I'm like, no, that's full of shit. You full of shit. That was bullshit. That was problematic. No, that was wrong. That was some bullshit from behind the scenes. That was off camera. No, right. I'm just very matter of fact. So people think that I don't have any room to have fun. When really, I'm honestly just kikiing my whole way through this. But I'm just real black. So, like, people just think that I'm aggressive. I, let me tell you something. That is the number one thing that I've learned. Everything that you see on TV, you're not going to get all of it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are, that I have met that I thought they was one way because of what I kept seeing. They was completely different and I have been told this about myself not because I'm on reality TV but just because of what people heard or what they saw Leon Mm -hmm. I did not know that you were such a sweetheart Leon I did not know that you was like this Leon I did not know that you oh I've gotten that because people will be like I thought your ass gonna cuss me out when you first saw me and I'm I get it all the time I'm like that when you take me there, 
but I'm a completely different person. And, and that's what I've learned about people in reality TV. Even like some of my cast members, when you meet some of them, they could be like one way that you just know them as. But when you know them and you're, and you're, and you're with them, they're completely different. And I, I have experienced that so much with so many, so many of them. Found that a lot of the reality stars that I don't like on their perspective shows are the ones that I want to interview the most. Because those are the people who I want to understand the most. The ones that I'm like, I can't stand you on your show. I want to get to know you outside of that dynamic. Because there are some, and, and just to speak on that, there are some that I could not stand that I love right now because I had a chance to be in the same room with them. Right. Or I had a chance to get to know them. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy because you got to understand it's still real. They're being themselves. Right. But everything about them is not displayed. Everything about me is not displayed. Right. It's just a piece of them in this specific dynamic that you're right. just to be seeing on television. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, let me see. For an, for an example, and I can I can say this. This is just something that popped in my head. Um, mm. Devon, who is still mm. on our platform. He's still Love on our him. Okay. I was a fan of him. I was a real big fan of him, but I, I, you know, he the one that threw that goddamn plate now. Remember that? You know, because he, he was pissed off in that, in that Remember that? I always I remember Devon, that. I always thought Devon didn't take no mess. Oh, he go, he, he all of that. Mm-hmm. His nickname for me is Bookie. My nickname for him is Pookie. Devon is a sweetheart. He is yep. a sweetheart. Now, that's him, what you saw. But a mm-hmm. lot of people don't see a lot of him. But he's a sweetheart. We have had many conversations. That is a good man. And he and when, and when he loves you, when he cares about you, he does. He's a very good man, but we would have never saw that. Yeah. That's just an example. And I know KL is not a reality show. Well, actually, he is. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Fashion Dance of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Um, <laughs> and that's coming out too. I don't I don't want to give everything out, but it's a lot of stuff happening on our platform. But um a lot of people don't get to see the side of KL. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean laugh. A lot of people don't see the side of KL that I know. KL is funny as hell. And it's hard for somebody to be funny through text. Mm-hmm. Hell is funny. It's oh my god. When I say that man should have been a comedian, that people don't see people don't see it. When I hang out with him, we 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 bought the house for fun. We bought the ticket. He turns up. He is mm-hmm. so cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you. But a lot of people don't know that. They have seen yeah. him go the fuck off because he will. And that's a highlight. That's an entertainment. But the man yeah. is funny as hell. He is funny as hell. I'm serious. But um, this goes for a lot of people that you see. Mm-hmm. They have sides of them that has not been recorded. And you will right. be surprised. Oh, yeah. You will be like, oh, my God. 
You were so nice. You were so sweet. Oh, you would do that for me? Yeah. That's that's one thing I can say. Absolutely. It's almost like a shocker because you just keep that one perception or that one scene in your head. And when you see them, you think that's what they're all about. But it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Stay tuned, children. Stay tuned. <laughs> Now, my last question for you is, how do you want to be remembered? Oh my God, I want to remember, I I want my legacy to to leave behind. (sighs) Glued entertainment. Mm. Something that I had left behind where you could see because, you know, I plan to actually be on screen too, but my first thing is production you know there's something in development for me as well it's been in development since last year but I'm not going to talk about it but you know um, I just want to leave behind good entertainment or be known for that whatever I touch is worth watching I do not want to have my name on a boring project I know where entertainment lies. Oh, yeah. I know where entertainment lies to see. This is where that that type of entertainment caught me. You know, I do not want to be a producer or a director over something that you fall asleep on. And there's a lot of people that are producers that have their names stuck to shit like that. And that's not me. So I want to be remembered for, oh, my God, that, that was a good show. Oh, damn, that was good. That's what I want to leave behind. Work. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. And, and I have so many things that's going to be happening, such as yourself, that's going to be happening in the future. So watch out because I'm not about to slow down for anybody. Perfection. Well. So much, baby. I really appreciate okay. you. I really do. I really appreciate you. So honorary. Thank you so much for allowing me to grace your platform like this. I really It is my honor. I appreciate you making some time for me. I know that it's early in the morning, chill. And you worth it. You are definitely worth it. Hit you up on the internet. I ain't no stalker. I ain't no killer. But don't push me. But I'm so glad you made some time for me. Thank you so much. Listen, this is not the end for us, okay? So you get ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before I let you go from the viewers, let them know where they can find you, what they should be expecting, and all the places that, that, that they can find you, G-Status, and all the things of the day. Okay. Well, currently at this time, I would like for you to just subscribe to OMS TV Plus Network. Um, you will see a lot of things that I am behind. There are two episodes currently, and I say this strong, I say this strongly because we are actually about to do some things with that. Currently, I'm a producer, social producer on um, this show called Glam Devos. Okay, I've heard, yes, it is not finished, you know. So, currently, you can see, um 
me as the producer on that. I'm also um, as guest starring, like, you know, I, I had a couple of visits on OMS TV Plus Network on this show called The Tea Room. You can mm-hmm. find me on that. I was a special guest on one episode. Then there are um, a title of Iconic Moments where I'm also on the panel. It's, 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 it's kind of nice because I remember being broke, not having any money, and I'm looking at G-Status. And then just a year or two later, I'm able to talk about the moments as a producer on the platform that I remember when I was just a viewer. You can find me on that. Um, You can also find me in this web series. It's called The Realness Behind the Crown. Pop Up Productions, shout out to them. Um, They are the ones that's overset it off ETL. You will find the web series on their channel, okay? It's called The Realness Behind the Crown Season 1. There is a Season 2. I am not included in that. Oh, my bad. I am. I'm on a telephone conversation. Yeah, you won't see my body, but you'll definitely hear this iconic voice that I got. It's on season two, too. So um, you'll find me on that. And there are more things to come. You know, um, that's currently where I can be found. Just subscribe to OMS TV Plus Network. Okay, it's worth it. Okay, right now. Even though we're in transition to a mainstream, which is Tubi, you can still find some things that we will have like, that we'll leave behind on OMS TV Plus Network. Okay? Catch up <laughs> on all the good stuff. Catch up on everything that they've been doing. So when the new stuff starts rolling out, y'all will know exactly where to fit in the place. Just go ahead and get in where you fit in now before the slots is unavailable. Go ahead and do your thing. Okay? That's right. Now, Thank you so much for being here. We're going to talk some more after I stop recording, but thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. This has been an amazing, amazing conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I appreciate you so much. Okay, I really do, okay? Thank you so much. We will talk soon. And until next time, thank you guys for listening. We will holler at you guys in the meantime and in between time make sure you're followed and subscribed everywhere that was just mentioned if you don't remember just hit rewind a couple times (laughs) all right y'all be good bye All right, everybody, that was my conversation with Leon Dolly, associate producer of G-Status ATL Hustle. I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did and scurry on over to his page and give him a follow and some lovely comments and tell him that Sean Ellis Rogers sent you. I hope that you guys head on over to YouTube and binge the first two seasons of G-Status ATL Hustle and go and download Tubi right now because season three is coming to the platform any day now. I can't tell you how grateful I am to have Leon on the show today. I appreciate him stopping by and making some time for me. 
because I, as an aspiring producer, I want to learn as much as I can about the world and the things that are going on behind the scenes before I step on set. And, you know, I'm all for on-the-job training. I'm all for learning as I go. But y'all know that I'm a Virgo, and I like being not just prepared, but being overly prepared. So I just consider these conversations research, networking, and opportunities to not only make acquaintances in the industry that I want to step into, but also make lifelong friends that are going to help me along this process. So it's really nice to be able to connect with people who also have similar interests as you, but can also teach you about the goals that you want to achieve in the future. And so I appreciate people like KL, people like Leon, people like Andario and the likes and all of these people who come on who are showing me that I have a future doing the things that I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And this conversation with Leon was really reassuring for me because I like to think of myself as a producer. I like to think of myself as somebody who thinks like a producer. But hearing somebody who's actually on the ground, in the field, on the sets, making it all happen, being a producer, telling me you think like a producer, you react like a producer, you have a producer's mind. It's very reassuring for me and it lets me know that I'm on the right track and the steps that I'm going towards are going to lead me towards the future that I'm looking for and the and the trajectory that I'm trying to achieve. So thank you so much, Leon, for making my day, making my week, actually, and just giving me a well-needed boost of confidence. With that being said, I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. I hope that you guys follow the show, subscribe to the show, go on Instagram, subscribe to everything Real Reality Realness and Sean Ellis Rogers, Talent Group Podcast, all of the things of the things. Make sure you guys are logged into Tubi and are set for G-Status ATL Hustle Season 3 coming soon. And... That's about it, you know? I pretty much say the same thing at the end of all of these episodes, so I'm pretty sure you know where to go to find me on social media. I'm pretty sure you know all the podcasts that I have going on right now. And if you don't, make sure you go to Sean Ellis Rogers, click the link in my tab, in my bio, rather, and you'll find everything going on with me from all six of the podcasts that I'm doing to the shows that I have coming up to appearances that I'm making and all the things of the things. So... With that being said, I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. I hope that you guys be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, love you. Bye. Peace.